All right, here we go. We're ready. BP Hero Podcast, Season 7, Episode Number 33. Now we're ready because we missed last week because we could not figure out the square root of 1.96. And I was so determined to figure it out that it was 9.40 before I realized I was late for the podcast. That's a true story, by the way. 100% a true story. I knew how to do it on like a calculator and all that fun stuff. But I, I like, <clears throat> excuse me. It's like doing square roots of like normal stuff is, is doable. I can, I can do that. But decimals don't remember doing decimals. Not sure I even did decimals. And this kid's in eighth grade. <clears throat> so <clears throat> that was an adventure, but we got it done. That's a lie. Actually, uh, we didn't get it done. He had to take the school. I couldn't, every method I found to do it gave me a different answer than the answer that I got using the calculator because he needed to show his work. It was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. But he went in, took it to school, got it figured out. If he ever brings that home again, I'm breaking his fingers. Also a true story. <clears throat> but uh, I was actually really looking forward to that podcast So we're going to go back just a little bit here in the time machine And talk about two weeks ago Which was Labor Day weekend <clears throat> How was everybody's Labor Day weekend? I hope it was well I know mine was good Played softball in the uh, gigantic town of Jamestown, Missouri And if you've been there, you know that's a joke <clears throat> I think I looked it up. The population of Jamestown is like 300-something people. The closest town has to be no less than 20 miles away, I'd say. Um, Q, you are not a math whiz. Don't, don't even, no. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Q says he's a math whiz. Only thing you're with that is running your mouth. <clears throat> See, anyway, uh, just like Jason said here, saw the vlog. Yeah, it, it's a it's a town of like 300, I think 350 people uh, is about right. Closest town, 20 miles away. Poe Dunk. But I loved it. <clears throat> I loved every second of it. I just started playing that tournament maybe like three years ago. I think it was three years ago. And... I was really torn on it for a long time because it was like one of those, it starts Friday night. It's Labor Day weekend every year. It starts on Friday night, runs through to Saturday until like 11 o'clock, I think 11 ish. And then um, just so everybody can get up and go to church in the morning, they do a pancake breakfast at the community center and then Games don't start until noon, so everybody can do the pancake breakfast and then get to church. So games don't start until noon on Sunday. And then, once you get all that done, then Monday you come back and it's championship time. They do... Let's see, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I got my days right, yeah. Uh, so they also did like a another a fundraiser dinner at the community building on a barbecue action uh, phenomenal by the way <clears throat> so that was really good 
Got to take all that in. Managed to come home with the dub over there. Eight or nine team tournament. It's nothing huge. Uh, I'm not laying claims to being a world champion or anything, but it is funny because the running joke over there has become uh, it's uh, either people will call it Podunk Worlds or Jamestown World Tournament because <laughs> there are people over there that act like it's do or die. <laughs> they would rather win that and lose every game for the rest of their life. I wouldn't say hello. And um, my wife wanted me to mention the Jen Rickies. What is in a Jen Ricky? Did you ever figure out? You got to come over here and talk. You, they can't hear you. She says it's basically a gin and tonic. She's typing on her phone. Cock tail. Cock tail. I know. Okay, she is not sure how to use Google. She's going to Google how to use Google, and we'll be right back with you. The history of Jen Ricky is better if started at Jamestown. So every tiny town has like its own rendition because it was very, very Please. close. It must be like a tiny, tiny town thing because my hometown is, I think, like 30 minutes from the town that we played at. And it's essentially gin, lime juice, club soda. And Pilot Grove has a form of it, and it has it involves Mountain Dew, orange juice, and gin. Which is mint julep, right? Well, no, mint julep is more of like a, a fancy drink, but we throw some fresh mint leaves in it to make us feel fancy. It's just essentially what we get drunk on at Christmas. Well, sure, I knew that. I was just wondering, like, you said that uh, gin ricky is basically the equivalent of mint julep. Well, it's it's essentially the equivalent of what... We, it's essentially the equivalent of what we drink at our family gatherings. It was very similar in taste. Oh, okay. I got what you're saying. So, yeah, you had you some gin rickies, yeah? A lot. <laughs> so, because Ben and the people there are so gracious, uh, the guy running the tournament, uh, he, he took really good care of me all weekend. Uh, I was in there calling games, doing that kind of thing. I... I, I, I Really enjoy Ben's company. Ben is a really fun guy. He's really fun to be around. He's a really nice guy. Very genuine. And uh, being in the booth and kind of being part of kind of uh, whatever he needed to help uh, get things running and, and that kind of thing, he basically was like, hey, man, there's some mint julep here. Or, uh, sorry, there's some gin ricky here. Uh, he's like, just get however much you want. I said, you know, I don't drink, but uh, if my wife finds out that's in here, she goes, oh, we'll send her in here. She go, he goes, somebody's got to finish it. So... <laughs> I contributed to the cause. <laughs> hey, you did great, dear. Caitlin and I did a fantastic job. <laughs> Took care of it for him. You leaving? You want me to stay? No, I just didn't know if you you, you like got up and sat down and the game's on. You get up and sit down a whole bunch of times. All right, never mind. Cock tail. Right, so anyway, now that my 12-year-old humor is out of the way, and uh, my wife's alcohol problem, I forget she come running back in here. So yeah, it, it was a blast. It was an absolute blast of a weekend. Um, I need to figure out 
how to organize an event like that. <clears throat> I don't know that I could stretch it over like four days, but I don't see how we couldn't do like a Saturday and a Sunday. It would take a lot of organization, and honestly, I'd probably have to have somebody help me run something like that. Like my, the wheels are turning. Like the idea is do it here in Moberly. There's two fields that are side by side. They're the same dimensions. It's got a concession stand. It's got a big, uh, uh, what do I want to say? I mean, basically it's just like every ballpark. The uh, center of the center of the fields is all kind of like you can congregate around there and, and see more than one field at a time. <clears throat> So you could get that going down there. I like in my head I'm thinking like yeah, you could do um a car show like up away from the fields. There's it, it's a, it's a very big uh very big facility. So you could do like a car show up the hill on the soccer fields. There's basketball there. You could do like a 3 on 3 basketball tournament, knockout tournament, that kind of thing. There's a big play place up top of the hill. There's a concession stand. Um, <clears throat> ideally I would have like food trucks come out or even say, so had this deal, uh, I believe they call them, um, hang on just a second. I don't want to yell into the microphone. Yeah. So they essentially had this deal that basically makes like ribbon potatoes, tater tornado. She said, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I will forever call it the Tater Tornado. It's a great name for uh, for for any kind of team, by the way. If you're ever trying to think of something, the Tater Tornado sounds spot on. So there's that. You know, you could have them come in because they did uh, the Tater Tornado and some uh, fried fish. The fried fish was phenomenal. Maybe even get in contact with those people and see if they would come up. But the crazy thing is, is like it's it's more or less the same thing every year, but the people still like just line up out the door and around the corner for it. Like they knew that the Tater Tornado stand was going to be there. And my wife and Caitlin Mitchell's wife waited in line for uh, over an hour. Uh, they sent uh, our, our friend Danny up there with gosh, how many, I, I think uh, basically a hundred dollars worth of orders. And it, dude, it was it was a big deal. Like they they were taking pre-orders, and then on top of everything else, they ran out of potatoes. I know last year they bought out like all the potatoes from like every place around there, and still ran out. I don't know what they did this year, but dude, that's a ton of potatoes. And it's got to be, and I'm not even thinking like greed wise, but that that's a lot of money. That's that's great for um, whatever they're using the money for, honestly. But <clears throat> I thought it'd be pretty cool to do something like that. And I've kind of got the idea in my head. It's kind of a nice segue here because Mike asks, um, it's very early, but new plans for the channel next year. So I've been watching some other YouTubers and listening to some podcasts and stuff. And it's, it's kind of got me thinking like, um, for, for like in, in terms of like my channel. So like I, to you, to use who I'm talking about, uh, Cletus McFarlane is a big car guy on YouTube. And if you're familiar with him at all, you know, he hosts the, what is it? The freedom, he does the freedom 500, the 2.4 hours of, of Lama or lemons or whatever it is. He just did the Bristol 1000. And while it's just like, oh, this guy's hosting a race. It's cool. Whatever. 
what it actually is is obviously I mean don't get me don't mistake me when I say like he's not doing it just for the content. I mean he's doing it because he enjoys it and the people enjoy it. And obviously at the end of the day he's there to make money, right? Well, I'm not doing it to make money. I, what I want to do would make me money, but host a tournament, go to a bigger tournament, like do some things like that because it's an opportunity to get multiple forms of content within one sitting. <clears throat> I could, like, I've got uh, easily a week's worth of content out of the Jamestown tournament, and that was one weekend. I've got the game footage I'm going to post probably Sunday. I haven't decided yet. I don't I don't like slamming the channel with a whole bunch of videos at once. I don't like doing uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because I've got a video that I need to get posted tonight. It's probably going to end up going up in the morning. That is the Pure NDM3i. That's from the Pink Out uh, line that came out for Pure What's up, Adam? How you doing? So I've got that to post. I'm probably going to end up posting it tomorrow and maybe even sneak in a throwback Thursday tomorrow night. Then I've got that game footage. I've got a Demarini White Steel I'm going to post. So like, there's a lot of stuff there that's like ready to go, but I don't want to just slam the channel with it all at once. So I can like schedule it and kind of spread it out, but um, I could spend one weekend doing something and have a week's worth of content, possibly more, right? It's like if I, if I hosted an event, you know, you've got all your vlog content, and then if um, <clears throat> there's a lot of mixed feelings on it, but if I decided to play in the event as well uh, with my own team or, or whether I got picked up on a team or however it works out, there is uh, game swing footage from that. I do want to get back into doing that. So I've got that coming up from Jamestown as well. There's going to be the vlog, the game swing footage, and then there's also going to, sorry, the vlog, the game footage, and then. Uh, I, I did a, a couple of videos, I've done it a couple of times where I break down my game swings. And I need to get that one done before, well, I guess I should say while it's still relevant. And while I still like, can have the at-bat like, fresh in my head. Like It's kind of weird how I can go back and watch an at-bat from a year ago and like still tell you exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, Free Sonic. <laughs> and, and I can still tell you exactly what I'm thinking, what I was thinking, the approach that I had. And maybe it's just because I know how I approach situations. I don't know. But there would be an opportunity to do something like that. I want to do a home run derby. That's uh, another a video there. I mean, I, I could do one weekend and, and have a ton of content. And that's not counting uh, maybe collabing with uh, some other uh, local players that might be uh, affiliated with certain companies. Like we're getting ready to hit uh, here pretty soon with our friend Dan, uh, Daniel Larson. He swings Juno. Uh, he's contract contracted hitter for them. Uh, he's got one of their uh, clutch sports exclusives that we're going to get some swings in on. So that'll be a fun one. So there's things like that. I could collab with certain people and, and do that kind of thing. I feel like that would be more the direction I want to try and go next year. What will I do? I don't know. Um, I do think I want to work more on bats that catch my interest instead of trying to cover all my grounds. Like, don't get me wrong, <clears throat> I didn't mind doing the Freak Primo Balance video. Just kind of like going back through some of the videos. I didn't mind doing the Freak Primo Balance video, but that's just not really something I'm interested in. But I try and do it to appease all crowds, and really what things like that do, like, I, I've got to stop and think. I've, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. And... We go back to however much money a bat review costs, right? Because you, you've got to think, 
you're buying the bat, you're using it, you're selling it, you're not making money when you sell the bat. So was it worth the money that I lost just to do a video that I, maybe I didn't necessarily care about and I don't know what kind of views it's going to get, but I'm trying to be fair and cover all the grounds. Like that's kind of a weird, weird spot to be in. <clears throat> so I could uh, focus more on maybe not getting out so many bat reviews and doing ones that I want to do. And it would also leave more room for like a bat comparisons and things like that. Like Brian and I could uh, take rounds with two different bats, swing them side by side, and then kind of tell you what we think about them and which one we feel is better. We could do uh, something like find a bat that we feel like is the best and then do another video, you know, comparing all of the bats that we swung against the bat we feel is the best. I mean, you, the possibilities are endless. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I do kind of want to change change directions for the channel next year. And that's not giving up on the bat reviews. That's not giving up on the channel. But I think I'm just ready for the channel to go a different direction. I kind of paint myself into a corner and feel like all I can do is bat reviews. Because it's all I have around my house is bats that need to be reviewed. And I feel like it kind of uh, puts me in a weird spot that I feel like I can't dedicate the time or take the time to make any other content. Like I'm sitting there editing that vlog, thinking to myself the whole time, like, man, I could, the, the time it took me to do the vlog actually wasn't terrible. Vlogs are pretty easy because you know what you're looking for in the content that you filmed. You know what sections you want to put where and you know how it all needs to go together. So it actually goes together pretty quick. Uh, that almost 40 minute vlog I edited in, uh, it's about two hours put the finishing touch and touches on it and it was out, it was gone and out of here. Like when it comes to game film or sorry, when it comes to a bat review, uh, I've got to sift through the bat review, cut out all the swings. And then I need to do my compression tester stuff, do my scale weight stuff. It, it's time consuming. And I feel like I would rather spend some of that time making other content. If that makes sense at all. And maybe What, how I want to say it, <clears throat> not necessarily non-softball related vlogs, but some of it too is realizing that I, I don't think of it this way, but you know, other people have brought it up and kind of proved the point. I was talking to somebody about it this weekend. Uh, like I, I am a person of interest. Like these people follow me for the softball. Yes. But, um, it's also like, what's he do in his free time? What's he doing when he's not at the ballpark? That kind of thing. Like, there is uh, people that are interested in that stuff. And, like, my friends, like all you guys, essentially, honestly, <laughs> everybody that listens to this podcast, I, I'd consider a friend of mine because the podcast group is small, but it's a loyal group. It's a very loyal group. So it's like stuff that, like, you would watch because you're interested in, like, what I'm doing, what's going on, right? So I feel like I could uh, dedicate more time to content like that. Don't worry, I'm not going to bore you to death with bowling videos or golfing videos or anything like that. But a um, prime example would be something like this weekend. Um, the opportunity kind of presented itself. And I think we're going to jump on it. We are going to go to the Cardinals doubleheader on Saturday. Cardinals play the Reds in a makeup game at 12-15. And then the next game is at 6.15. I've been to a pretty good number of Cardinals games, but I've never been to a doubleheader. I think that would be really fun. I've experienced a lot of things. 
experience. Walked off walk off wins. I've been to extra inning games. I've been to rain delayed games. Uh, I've been to all kinds of stuff, but a doubleheader is something that I haven't done, and I think that would be a lot of fun. You get one game in, obviously I, I, you got to leave the ballpark. I do believe that is. You have to leave the ballpark, but then uh, we want to get some all-inclusive seats for the late game and just eat until we turn into whatever we're eating, whether it be hot dogs or nachos or uh, chicken wings or whatever's on the, the buffet up there. It's essentially like an all-you-can-eat buffet for the entire game. All drinks and, and food and everything else is on the house. No, I shouldn't say on the house. You're paying for the ticket. Uh, the ticket uh, for an equivalent seat, to where the, the seats are located, uh, it'd be like an extra 60 bucks a person. But, dude, stop and think. A beer is 13 or $14. If uh, Emily decides to go, because I don't drink, but if Emily decides to go and have two beers, she's already halfway into her ticket and she hasn't even ate yet. I'm sorry, she's already halfway into that $60 and she hasn't even ate yet. And she's going to eat selectively because she doesn't want to run up a giant bill and then have to pay it all off. So why not, right? And uh, to my understanding, it's been a long time since I've done seats like that. I've done it, uh, what, twice, I think. The food is really good. And it's not necessarily like all the concession stand food. Um, I think there will be that stuff there, but there's also other stuff as well. But I could vlog that. That would be kind of fun. I'm not going to do that this weekend. Again, like I said, uh, I'm having this complex of there's so much other stuff to do. I felt bad about... I, I I felt bad about, like to myself about doing that Jamestown vlog knowing I had like six or seven bats I could have cut up and, and got done. <clears throat> but I want to get caught up, get squared away, and kind of focus my efforts more on uh, what might interest me in reviews. And I also think that might kind of uh, help spark some motivation to get some of them done. Not necessarily that I'm not enjoying doing the bat reviews, but if it's something that could, could hold my interest, keep my interest, I'm like, hey, that that sounds fun. I, I kind of want to try that. I can do that. And that's going to, I think, get, help me kind of be a little more motivated. Not that we didn't have fun. Like the, the, the white steel video that you guys are going to see soon was a blast. <laughs> we laughed. We giggled. We had fun. It was a really good time. You guys are going to enjoy that video. We actually enjoyed the bat in in. Was it something that I wanted to film? No, absolutely not, to be honest with you. Uh, our friend Eric actually is the one that suggested, hey, why don't you think about trying one of these out? They are uh, they came out, they're kind of popular, and uh, there are single wall people that want to see like what this bat is like. So I picked it up. Uh, it Honestly, it probably won't do very well view-wise, but the entertainment value is there for me, and the entertainment value should be there for you guys. Uh, and just kind of like a, a sneak peek to the eight of you that are listening. Uh, it was actually a pretty good bat. <laughs> it, it was, by no means was it a, a monster or, you know, any of the, the top tier Marini stuff or anything like that. But, dude, it was it was, it was was fun to hit. Like, you, we, we were able to get out of the ballpark. I won't say on command. But I think I had another idea for the video that I'm not going to do. But so I ended up counting home runs up. I think Brian, I think combined, combined me and Brian hit almost 15 or 16 home runs. And hitting 52s with the white steel, I, I never would have guessed. And even Brian, when I first bumped the ball back to him, you'll see it in the video. 
I bump the ball back to him, and he just laughs. He just starts laughing. And, like, I felt it hit the barrel, and I was like, ooh. Like, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And next thing you know, we're up here daddy hacking for the fences to get these video <laughs> to, to get this video going, and, and it, it was a lot of fun. So stuff like that is a pleasant surprise. Don't get me wrong, but I got to think about like what interests me, and I think that'll help me stay a little more motivated. Maybe sprinkle in a bat or two here and there that like maybe might not be up my alley, but I want to be selfish and think about me. You know, Jason says they need to get a video editor. Yeah, that'd be nice, but <laughs> uh, the, that definitely costs more money than what it'd be worth. I just need to quit being a bum and do it. I had a lot more time to do that stuff when I worked on Midnight's, but life changes. I wouldn't change anything as far as that goes. I wouldn't. I would not go back to Midnight's just to make more YouTube videos. Screw that. I am on days. I will stay on days. If I ever come off a day, somebody needs to check on my well-being and make sure I'm okay mentally. I'll never go back. I don't care how much money you offer me. You can't let a paycheck control what you do. Bottom line. Uh, Geo, I haven't had anybody drop out yet. Um, I, I'll definitely keep you in the loop, buddy. <clears throat> uh, you guys got any topics, questions, anything you want to talk about? To be kind of short and quick to the point here, I want to kind of catch you in the Cardinals game, and uh, I got a couple other things that need to get done. I'm, I'm trying to get this pure video out before. I won't say it's not relevant while it's still fresh. It's still new. It just came out on Monday, uh, so big shout out to Pure for getting me that like right away, so I could get a review in on it. I should have had it done on Monday, but I'm a, I'm a nerd and misunderstood what they were telling me uh, when they wanted it out. So the priorities get that done. We just swung it tonight because that's the first chance I had. We got bowling on Monday, football on Tuesday. Tonight is Wednesday, and that's where we had a chance to swing it. But prime example of um, wanting to catch more content would be tonight. I kind of thought it would be a cool idea for a video to basically show what it takes start to finish to get a video done. Like how fast can I get a video done? Uh, the plan was to... I try and vlog the whole process of getting set up and everything else. But because time is of the essence and I need to get these bats done. Because the problem with the feeling the rush to get the bats done is I need to get them sold while they're still relevant and still marketable and that kind of thing. Because the longer I take to get them sold, the more money I have to eat on them. So instead of taking the time to vlog the adventure of how fast can I get a review done while it all goes into it, it was... Scramble, get two bats swung before Brian has to go to league. Run home, cut it up, come podcast, and then here we are. Uh, Jason says, uh, do you think a resurgence of a platform similar to softball fans will ever work? No. Um, unless it's something that is on a phone, on an app, mobile friendly. I know softball fans meant well when... Okay. I know that softball fans had to do something, right? They were kind of starting to lose the battle to social media. And they decided to go to a, a forum layout that they felt would be a little more mobile friendly. And they were told at the time that it was going to come with an app as well. Uh, that, that kind of went belly up. But 
changing the form around was one of the worst things they could have did. Everybody was kind of on the fence, starting to leak into Facebook groups, starting to do this and starting to do that, uh, as far as like different forms of social media. And then with that, they're already on the ropes, and they they hit themselves in the chin, switching to um, the new form layout. It was supposed to be mobile friendly, uh, as far as the things that would load and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, but it was very. Uh, I won't say difficult to navigate, but a lot different. And why would someone... It didn't necessarily bother me, so I'm just trying to use the, the mindset of like the people that, that never went back after it changed. So you you like the site, you're doing your thing, and then everything changes, the, the layout changes, how you do things changes, how you search things changes. So why try and learn that? Just go to the platform that's already there the other platform that's already there it's mobile friendly it's accessible there's already a lot of people there i i feel like they were kind of their own demise when it came to that maybe unpopular opinion and um no chance will they ever hear this but uh they probably don't want to hear that but that, that that's my personal opinion <clears throat> um I don't know. The softball fans days were so good, man. I just got to kind of sitting here thinking about that. Uh, without softball fans, this page wouldn't be what it was. Without softball fans, I'm not sure that I would have gotten into softball as much as I did. Uh, without softball fans, I wouldn't have made the connections that I did. I mean, it's, it's all to think to that. But I don't think that another platform similar to that will ever take off. The closest thing I can see... Okay, pools is up. Be right back. Sorry, boys. Okay, all right. So I didn't realize that uh, you guys were, I guess the chat's, uh, theoretically, the chat's behind. I didn't realize it was that far behind. I saw the Geo say Pujols is up. I ran. It was a 3-1 count, so I got in there. I cannot believe he laid off that off-speed pitch, but he roped the next one. When he he hit it, it came off the bat. I was like, ooh, he struck it well. But it ended up turning over. Get down to the gap. Old man got himself a double. What what I'm hoping for, really and genuinely hoping for, is that Pujols hits seven. I know everybody does, but Pujols hits 700 while we are at the games. I wasn't sure which game to go to because doubleheaders are weird as far as like how they use their players, and especially when it comes to pitchers. I was kind of like going to look at projected starters and see uh, what the Reds had for projected starters on both of those days and try and plan around that a little bit. But also when it comes to doubleheaders with that too, sometimes they may give one guy out of the bullpen a start for one of them and then I use a regular starter for the next game. So it's always kind of weird. So I didn't want to take the gamble. So I thought, what the heck? Never done a doubleheader. Let's do a doubleheader. And it gives me more chances to see him hit a home run. Even if it's not 700, dude, it's, that place is going to be electric. But I'm thinking like, He's got a couple more days here. Swing hard in case you hit it, bro. Like, just listen to me. Be cool if we had a big inning here and got him another at bat. But I don't see Pujols not being in the lineup for every home game for the rest of the year. I don't see it not happening. 
That that's what I'm banking on. That's what I'm hoping for. And yes, Geo, uh, he is hitting 270 right now. That is absolutely unbelievable. But he is the machine. That that is one of my favorite ESPN commercials. Is uh, when they start making fun of him about being a machine. If I play the commercial, I know for a fact YouTube will have a fit, so I can't. Uh, I think I might have did that once before, and YouTube freaked out. But my my favorite part is when the, the copier looks up and it says, "Why didn't you eliminate them, Albert?" And he just says, "Shut up!" and just slam the slam the copier shut. It's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> Sometimes when I look into the copier, I'll just look at it and say, "Shut up!" and just slam it shut at work. <laughs> So Eric says, uh, we need more BP Hero bloopers from BP Games, Bowling, and Golf. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to get into vlogging a little bit more. Just kind of watching a few different people has kind of gave me uh, the motivation to want to kind of change the direction of the channel. Uh, There's one guy, he does, he's another car guy. Cars are basically what I do car videos is about all I watch. I, might, I watch a little bit of bowling and I watch all my softball guys. I watch my fat guy BP. I watch my average dudes BP. I watch my big Ben BP. I watch my uh, bat flip BP. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching all my softball stuff, obviously. I gotta stay in the loop. For those that didn't see, um, somebody hit 102 miles an hour on the radar in Batflip BP's, uh, what was it, the Monster Trippin' video, I think? Is that right? Oh, Tip, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Um, I'm waiting for... It's a long, complicated deal. Too much to talk right now. I didn't forget about your wax. Um, there's some things going on at 3M right now. And it's kind of made the interface for some of the pages weird. Um, probably a quick Google search could do you, and you can figure out kind of what's going on. Uh, I'm going to be involved in that. So, I haven't forgot about you. I'm waiting for access back to the pages again. But yeah, um, I really, 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 really want like a project car or um, something like that. But again, that just comes back to like, you got to, you, you got to find, you got to draw the line somewhere. I can't bowl, I can't golf. Sorry, I can't bowl, golf, play softball. I gotta draw a line somewhere. And cars are time consuming, and cars can and do cost a decent amount of money sometimes. So that would almost be like a quit everything and, and do the car thing. And I'm not ready for that. But um, even just something simple, something with just like some bolt on modifications and just the upkeep, maybe you find something that um, needs a little TLC. Like I'm, I'm uh, I don't know that I could like you know, build my own engine and that kind of shit. But like, if I wanted to do a cam swap on an LS or something like that, I could do that. No question. Um, but when it, when it comes to like, you know, rebuilding the complete bottom end and stuff like that, I could probably do it just from being around it for so long and being familiar with all that stuff. But like bolt on stuff, like I'm, I'm going to take it apart and put it back together. Guy nut and bolt guy for sure. Like that stuff I can do all day long. So even even just like to tastefully modify a vehicle like a, an older uh, Corvette or something like that. My dad's got a couple of Corvettes. That is the uh, motivation there. But the kicker with doing something like a Corvette is the whole family can't fit in it. Because to me, I found a great appreciation in 
Sorry, I'm not talking about softball. If you guys are here for softball, I'm really sorry. And by the way, Tony, I forgot to say something to you earlier. Thanks for stopping in on your Wednesday off, buddy. Don't know if you're still here. So, like, I've been watching, uh, if you follow 1320 video at all, they've been doing, uh, was it Rocky Mountain Race Week? You doing all their drag coverage from that? Like, dude, that, that's got me motivated to want to do a drag and drive event so bad. And it doesn't have to be in, like, a, I used to think, like, man, I want to build a car, but it's got to be this and that, and it's got to be so nice. Like, it doesn't. I have found great appreciation in a car that can look good going down the road and you walk up close to it and you're kind of like, all right, it's not bad, but it could be better because man, when you get, when you're in something like that, you can park it anywhere you want. You, not that you don't care what happens to it, but if something happens to it, you just buy more parts and move on. Like my dad has a uh, 64 Corvette, all original, like everything is original and I, I almost, he, he, if I asked for the keys for it right now, he'd let me take it for a drive. And I have, I, I've drove it a, a decent bit when he first got it, but man, just the more I drove it, the more nervous I got. Like, it's not necessarily that I'm worried that something's going to happen. Cause I, I don't drive that car hard at all. I mean, I don't think I've ever had that car, car over uh, 70 miles an hour. I just cruise around in it. But if something happened to that car while I was driving it, I don't, I don't know that I could live with myself and it's not, you know, the money wise, it's nothing like that. It's a fact that it's an all original car and it goes from being X value car to not X value car, Y value car, whatever, just because it's been repaired. Even if it's repaired correctly, it still doesn't carry the same value mantra, whatever you want to call it. Because it's it's a, it was a, a an all original car that has been wrecked, even if it's done right with uh, new old stock parts and everything else, is the idea that it's been wrecked, especially a Corvette. Uh, it just I couldn't live with myself because I mean there's there's people all over the roads, distracted drivers, people that gawk at the car and almost hit it. I've had that happen a couple of times. Um, I was sitting at we'd just gone through Sonic and. We stopped somewhere to throw our trash out. And this guy rolls up, literally pulls in the parking lot and and turns around so he can get up next to my door and talk to me about the car. And I'm not kidding you. I couldn't have walked between my car and his car. And like the whole time I'm thinking like this, this guy's going to hit this car. And honestly, my, my, would my dad be upset? He'd be upset the person that hit the car, but he wouldn't be upset with me. But sometimes people just don't, like, respect the fact that, you know, they just see an old car and think it's cool. That's great. I, I, I'm glad that you think the car is cool. But stop and think and appreciate, like, the maybe, maybe, that, maybe that, you know, maybe we did restore that car. Maybe that's how it looks. Um, or maybe that's how we wanted it to look. Or maybe that's the best we could do. Appreciate the fact that that's someone's car and it's valuable to them. And you pull your car so close to it that I can't walk in between it. Yes, I understand. I'm a big person, but a little person would be the same situation. Okay. So I, I kind of quit driving the car just for reasons like that. If something happens to it, I, I couldn't live with myself. So he got a 78 Corvette just as kind of like a beater car to drive around in the car. He doesn't care about he, like he doesn't he'll, he'll drive. Trust me. He drives the 64 
uh, more definitely more aggressively than I do. <laughs> he, he is not scared to drive that car hard, but the the seventy eight is a different kind of hard man because it's a car that it's it's rough. It's been through hell and back. There's no question about it. If you've seen how the car was when you got it, you would understand that. And he's done a great job of uh, sprucing it up, making it look good. Probably mechanically one of the most sound cars on the road. And even going down the road, you're like, hey, it's a good looking car. You get up close and um, the bumper's cracked and it's fiberglass. It's got some blemishes and, and imperfections here and there. But to me, that's the perfect kind of car to have. Go out, beat the piss out of it. Someone door dings it. Um, you're racing it and something happens to it. Parts are, I wouldn't say parts are cheap, but they make more parts every day. And that car is full of parts that were not original to that car. So you just buy new parts and you move on. That's that's the kind of car I want. Like I could do like a, you know, like a C3 Corvette automatic car and literally just take the bone stock engine and just uh, slap a cheap blow. See, obviously a small blower that's not going to be something too big for the engine. Slap a blower on it, big old blower hanging out of the hood. Um, root supercharger basically, really. And just send it. It would be fun. It would look crazy. It would be uh, fun to drive. Maybe not the most reliable, but... Dude, smiles per gallon. It's cheap. It's something I built. It's a fun car. You break it, you fix it, you move on. That's that's what I could totally do if I got a car. I even looked at stuff like the... Um, help me out the police interceptor caprices you can very easily turn those into very uh, presentable looking cars and they even made some of them that were like detective cars didn't have spotlights they had back window they had back seats they had seat belts because the way those cars usually come where you find them is they're gonna have like the the bare minimum interior even the radio and stuff is like an original radio from like a Chevy SS or something like that. Cause that's kind of the car that those are built around like the same platform as the Chevy, Chevy SS, the Pontiac G8, um, parts are interchangeable with, uh, like a, something like a CTSV, but it's definitely CTSV is a whole different animal. CTSV is a Corvette on a Cadillac chassis, but as far as like interchangeability goes, um, do you, you could, very easily make one of those cars presentable. They're obviously reliable. I mean, it's a it's a Pontiac G8 GT drivetrain, the Camaro SS drivetrain. Not Camaro SS, but I'm trying to think of what all came with like the same engine. But I mean, bang for the buck, you could throw a couple modifications on those cars and haul ass. And again, it'd be something that was cheap, something you could throw together, something that would be easy to work on. You can't lose. But that's time and that's money and that's not something I want to devote either one of those to. But if I did, that's what I would do. But I'm in the mood to talk and ramble about cars. And that's probably not a good thing for this podcast. As much as I said that, you know, you guys are just here chilling, kind of hanging out. Jason Herndon talking about his daily driver is a 16 Ford F-250 Super Duty Diesel that has 730 horsepower. The tires with 1,300 pounds of torque. Just a fun truck to drive and a sleeper. That would be a that would be a blast to drive. Just absolutely boiling tire. I couldn't keep tires on that thing. Uh, diesels are, are diesels are fun to drive. It's just when it was especially like the way the turbos come in and that kind of thing, and 
I've never hooked a diesel up to something and felt like I couldn't pull it. Obviously a GM guy. We're all about our Duramaxes. And my brother's had a couple. I've pulled, I used to work with him a lot when he trimmed trees. And there was nothing those trucks couldn't pull. The, the turbos are a whole different animal. And it's it's funny going from... He, he had a had a Duramax. And then he also had a gas truck for a while. And going from the Duramax to the, to the, to the gas truck was like night and day. It's like, man, is this, is this thing going to move? As opposed to the Duramax, it'll, it'll pretty much just drug an uprooted tree, drag a tree out of the ground. The, the, the gas truck would feel like it's never going to move. It's never going to do anything. But I'm done rambling about cars. When I watch the Cardinals game, you got 48 minutes of my time. Thank you for stopping in and checking out the podcast. I appreciate every one of you that comes in and checks it out. I appreciate every one of you that checks it out later. I appreciate every one of you that downloads it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. BP Hero will catch you next week. Sweetheart, in case you hit it. I did that backwards, didn't I? Sweetheart, in case you hit it, BP Hero will catch you next time. Whew.